You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you, raising an autistic child. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now, instead of staying stuck in wishing, hoping, and dreaming it was different? That is the question, and this podcast, along with our Let's Talk Autism newsletter and our private sisterhood, will give you the answers. My name is Shannon Urquiola, and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. All right, stay with me, and let's get on to this week's episode. Episode 90, The Many Negative Impacts of Yelling. Well, hey there, my friends. Welcome back. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to another episode of our podcast, whether you are one of our sisters in our private membership, or if you are a longtime listener, or if this is your very first time listening, I want you to know that I never take for granted that you take your time to spend with me. So thank you. So I officially have a 26-year-old son. Can't believe it. And for those of you that if you follow us on Facebook, you probably saw pictures of um, the way we celebrated Jordan's birthday this year. He wanted to go to Dave and Buster's. So that's what we did. I mean, we do what he wants to do. So that's what we did. And if you don't follow us on uh, Facebook, make sure that you get over there and check us out. You can find us at Not Your Average Autism Mom. So on last week's podcast, I talked about our kids' big emotions. And what happened after that episode was that I had so many of you reach out to me to let me know that you are really struggling to deal with those moments. And so many of you said that you find yourself in your own meltdown or you're simply yelling and screaming in those moments. And while you know it isn't right, that is where you are. So this week, I decided to talk about that. I am going to talk about those moments when you have had it and you simply feel like you're at the end of your rope. I know we've all been there and that is okay. But today I want to talk to you about why working on staying calm in those moments will pay off in the end. For our kids with autism, they often learn from watching you. So if your reaction to their behaviors is yelling, they might just learn that yelling is okay. And I know that is not what any of us want, right? When we yell at our kids, they are often so consumed with the yelling that the point of the yelling is pointless to them. They are overwhelmed from your heightened emotion and aren't even focused on what you're actually yelling about. So they miss the message completely, or it could even escalate the situation and your child's irritability in that moment could increase. Their aggression could increase, either physically or verbally. I know that every one of us know intellectually that in those moments of chaos, staying calm is the answer. 
but it's not always easy to execute. And in the moment, we find it hard to do the right thing. Not to mention that you likely feel very guilty and terrible after it's all said and done. I know. I've been there countless times. If you're anything like me, before you became a parent, you likely swore that you would not yell at your kids like your parents did or like your aunt and uncle did or your grandparents did. Yet on more occasions than you like to admit, reality sets in and there you are. Now, if you are by nature a yeller, the downside is that if you yell all the time, your child or children likely just tune you out or they shut down because they have been there before and their self-esteem is likely being significantly impacted and their risk for aggressive and disruptive behaviors are also increased. They might begin to feel like you don't love them and all you ever do is yell at them. They can't do anything right. That is not what we want. We want to be the person our children can count on to guide them in the right direction. But those negative interactions that include yelling and screaming and slamming doors, that only leads to them pulling further away from us. They might even begin to lose trust in us. If you can find your way to remaining calm and addressing the specific situation at hand, speaking in a very calm voice and letting them know that you're disappointed in the way they acted or What if you explain to them that is not a way to act to get the things that you want? This is surely much more effective than a raving, screaming rant, wouldn't you think? Another big concern with yelling is that it will often lead you into more stress and irritability, which can lead to even more health problems for you. When our emotions are heightened, the rational part of our brain is not engaged. And when you can control your own emotions in those moments, you will see that there will be much better outcomes. While yelling may seem effective in the moment, it will never change their behavior long-term. Their behaviors are often confusing to us, right? We don't understand. We don't understand why they act a certain way or melt down for no apparent reason, And that is why it is so important that you continue to try to learn and get a better understanding of your child or your children along this journey. Learning why they react the way they do will ultimately help you to help them. All behavior has a meaning. Yours, mine, theirs. Every single thing we do, we do in order to feel something. It's that simple. Think about this. When you are yelling, you are still giving attention to the negative behavior. And I know we have all learned that attention, whether negative or positive, is still attention. And it can often reinforce the behavior, which is definitely not something we want to do. When you approach the situation in a calm manner, it helps you to focus on teaching them What was wrong in that moment? What they did that was not okay? 
what they could do different next time. When you are able to self-regulate, even in the most difficult moments, it shows them what is possible. When you turn down your volume, it calms the situation. As much as our children and teenagers want to control the situation, what will help them is to teach them that boundaries and discipline do not equal mean. It isn't about being mean. It's about teaching them the ways of the world and the difference between right and wrong. And in doing that, that means that we, as their parent, we have rules and they in turn have consequences when those rules are broken or those boundaries are crossed. You have to be willing to say no and mean it. But you don't have to yell when they don't listen or they break the rules because they for sure will. You have to be willing to follow through with the consequences of the behavior or the broken rule or the crossed boundaries. So let me talk about some specific things that you can do to help you feel calmer and help teach your child by example how to better regulate their emotions. Now, we also need to validate their feelings and emotions. Instead of what we, we might be prone to do, which is not taking their reactions or experiences seriously. Let's reflect on our own experiences with being upset. Has it ever been helpful to be told that you're upset for no reason or that you're being ridiculous? No, of course not. And telling them that, you know, that they're unreasonable or they're acting irrational is likely not going to be helpful either. Now, if there's a recurring problem that constantly causes friction and moments that lead to yelling, look closer at that situation. Is it getting them up and ready for school in the morning? Is it getting them to calm down and get ready for bed at night? Is it getting them to do their homework? Every one of you has different different challenges. But think about one of yours and think about what you could do to make those times more consistent and easier to deal with. Maybe it's having them shower at night instead of in the morning. That was one thing that we changed years ago that made our mornings a 180 degree difference. Maybe it's having a timer or a picture schedule that you refer to during those times. Maybe it's having a reward for when they do something at that time. Maybe it's having a set place and time allotted for homework each day. Again, when you are working on strategies to make these moments easier for both you and them, consistency is the key. And I know you hear me say it all the time, and I have a bunch of other podcast episodes that talk about this exact thing, but that is because consistency in our parenting is what makes the difference. Maybe your child is just not a morning person and you are. This can be a real source of contention. And I didn't have this problem with Jordan, but I assure you that I have this exact situation with my daughter, Madison. You have to take your emotions out of the equation 
and just realize that it is what it is. It can be easier to tame your own feelings in the morning when you accept that mornings are what they are. You still have expectations and shouldn't accept behavior that goes against, you know, your rules or your family values, but just know that mornings are just a start to the day. And each one of us experience that start to the day much differently. I am very much a morning person. So by seven o'clock, I've been up two hours and I am good to go. I'm in a great mood. Life is good. I've got stuff moving. My daughter, on the other hand, not so much. And it used to really be a source of contention because I took it personally that she didn't want to be happy and nice and cheerful in the morning. It doesn't have to be good or bad. What if it just is? It's just a morning. It's not her being, you know, Uh, ungrateful to me. It's not her not liking me. She just starts the day different than I do. Maybe your child does too. So many of you know that Jordan does not do anything fast except talking. He does talk exceptionally fast, but movement wise, he does not do anything fast. His spirit animal truly is the sloth. Now, That for us used to be a constant source of frustration. And honestly, it had to be for him too, because we were just constantly telling him to hurry up. Come on, let's go. We're all waiting for you. It was exhausting. Specifically in the morning, him taking his sweet time to get to the door, to get out to the bus was a constant source of contention. I was constantly telling him every single morning, come on, let's go, hurry up, the bus is waiting. Until one day, I just decided to stop doing that. The bus isn't going to leave him. The bus driver knows how slow Jordan is. Because trust me, it takes him just as long in the afternoon to get off the bus and up the steps and in the house as it does in the morning. So why then was I starting our mornings off like that? right? So I stopped doing it. Now he gets himself out to the bus in his time. And honestly, it isn't a big deal. Now, from a mom's perspective, I'm thinking about being courteous, right? I'm thinking about the bus driver waiting, the others on the bus always waiting for him. But when I stopped worrying about what other people thought and focused on what we needed, To not have our morning start off on that note and his day start out that way, everything changed. When we stopped rushing him to get in the car and started giving him an extra 15 minutes heads up to make his way to the car when we were going somewhere as a family, it made our lives and our stress levels so much less. I'm constantly reminding myself that there's no hurry no rush. No one is going to die if he doesn't hurry up. Another thing that many of us do is we are constantly trying to multitask because there's so much to get done, right? I get it. But it's important to understand that there is time for everything. 
planning is the key to this because when you are feeling overwhelmed because you are behind on something, what does that do? Causes more stress. And you are much more likely to be irritated or frustrated by something they are doing while you're trying to focus on something else. Plan your time for those things accordingly. And don't plan them when your kids will surely be needing or wanting your attention. It's important to recognize when you are about to lose control so you can remove yourself from the situation. Take a break, breathe. If you can leave the room or the house without leaving your child or children in an unsafe situation, do that. When you remove yourself in the moment, what it does is it allows you to regain your composure instead of throwing gas on the fire. Because remember, when you're in a heightened state of emotion, you're not able to think and do logically. Don't sweat the small stuff. Spilled milk, the paint spilled on the picnic table during an art project, those things happen. No need to freak out. But what is important here is that this is the time for them to help you clean it up. Some of you likely go straight to thinking, great, just one more thing I have to do, right? And that thought in itself is frustrating. So don't do that. Just take a moment and clean it up together. All right, this is super important. Do not ever take what they say personally. A good, I saw this years ago. I don't even remember where I saw it, but think about the word Q-tip, okay? I saw it somewhere and somebody said, you know, put it up and post it around your house. Quit taking it personally. Don't you love that? During these heightened emotional moments, whether you have a toddler who is four, who tells you that you're mean or you're a bad mommy, or your child is 10 and swears that they're going to run away to find a better family, or they're 15 and they hate you and they can't wait to leave the house. You cannot take it personal. And I also never recommend that you react to those comments in the moment Because you telling them not to talk to you that way, or maybe even saying to your teenager that, trust me, I can't wait for you to leave either, won't ever be effective. And they probably likely won't even hear what you're saying. When you work on being focused on your own emotions and your reactions in difficult situations, when you remember to take a deep breath, to be calm and assertive when dealing with a frustrating situation, you will begin to see a difference. You will begin to see that when they are out of control and you remain in control, you will be dealing with the situation in a much more positive way. And above all, you will feel a lot less stressed in those moments. When you learn to manage your mind and your emotions, what happens is that it teaches you to be in the moment. When those moments are stressful or chaotic, 
just naming what it is, what's happening, can turn down the volume and calm your brain and redirect the focus of the moment to the front part of your brain, the reasoning part. So you can be more aware of what is happening right now and not in an anxious or a fearful or a angry way, just saying, all right, this is chaos. This isn't any fun, but this is where we're at right now. It will help you be less emotional and feel more in control. I want you to leave today. Hopefully you've heard some things that you know deep in your heart are true. And maybe you have some things to work on in those heated moments to come. But above all, this parenting thing is hard and we don't always get it right. I know that along the way, I have certainly got it wrong. But the good news is that you will get another chance to get it right. Keep practicing. And when you get it wrong, don't beat yourself up. But instead, remind yourself of what you can do next time that will make it a little easier, a little better, and hopefully you will find yourself yelling a lot less and feeling less stressed in those moments. And overall, it will make you a better parent. All right, my friends, that is all for today. Until next week, have a amazing week ahead. And remember, above all, you are doing amazing at this mom thing. Hey, so if you are loving what you are learning on the podcast, you really should check out our private membership. Our Not Your Average Autism Mom community is where we dive deeper into all of the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you can get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day when you learn to manage your mind. You will have access to all of our training and resources that you will need along your autism parenting journey. And you will develop relationships with other moms just like you, all raising a child with autism. It is my absolute favorite place to be. So head on over to the website at www.notyouraverageautismmom.com to get all the details. And please, if we're not open right now for new members, we only open a couple times a year. Be sure to join the wait list so that you'll be the first to know when we're going to open. I hope you do. I would love to work with you inside.